Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Let's take our text from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. We'll start from verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. Second Corinthians chapter three verse four. All right, it says, and we have such trust through Christ toward God. Verse five, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Verse six, who has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? Not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter killeth, um, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Praise the Lord. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Um, verse 9. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels for if what is passing away was glorious what remains is much more glorious verse, th verse yeah so this is where I want us to focus on this evening it says therefore let's read this verse together one to go therefore since we have such hope we use great boldness of speech. Let's see another version. If, if you have the NIV version or the NIV version, boldness of speech. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Let's see NLT. Do you have NLT? NLT. So since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, we, we speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. I want this to be the attitude of everybody in 2020. Praise the Lord. So it says, since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, we speak very freely. Say very freely. We speak very freely. Um... And openly and fearlessly. We speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. We speak very freely and openly and fearlessly. So the reason why you should be bold about the things that you say in 2020 is because you are not sufficient of yourselves. And you know that the work is already concluded. Praise the Lord. So we don't speak as one who fears as if what we say will never come to pass. So we speak, what's the order? We speak freely, openly, and fearlessly. Let's take freely first. Let's take freely. We speak very freely. Say with me, I speak very freely. I speak very freely. 
You know that scripture that says, God who has given us Jesus, um, Romans chapter 8 verse 32, how much more shall he not with him freely give us all things? You know, um, psychologically speaking, nothing is done freely. Even when you have a good mind, if you think about it. Because when you stand before someone, let me give you a very good example. Um, um, there's one example in my head, but I don't want to use that one. I want to use something else. Uh, if you have a child, you bring the daughter or your daughter to a school, and you have to be extra nice to the principal without you saying much to the principal. Maybe you just give the principal some nice tip, like some 10,000 naira package. Like, you're not saying anything, but indirectly you've said something. What is the one thing you've said? Take care of my daughter, right? So that gift, you say, oh, principal is coming from my heart. But the principal receives it from her own heart, right? But that principal is obligated to taking care of your child because of what you've done. So that gift that was given freely is not exactly freely. Nothing is done freely. Um, have you had fathers or parents say to their children, after all I have done for you? Have you heard it before? I seem to say that the love, the care that they showered on you while you were growing up as a child, um, as if they expected something back in return. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, uh, it's not easy to find things that are freely given. Let's come to the political sector or to the political um, sphere. Um, you're contesting for a position, and then you take a token. It's called token. It's not bribe, right? I've learned that. It's not bribe, but it's token. Have we? When I say I've learned that, it doesn't mean I'm working as a politician. Like, I heard somebody say it, amen? <laughs> so you take, you take a token and you give it to um, maybe the boss or somebody who you look up to. And there is an expected um, benefit that should flow through down to you because of what you have done. You know, the Bible says that the gift of a man makes a way for him. You know that gift there is not speaking in tongues. In that scripture. Well, you guys are looking at me now. That gift there is not speaking in tongues. The gift of a man will make a way for him. It's talking about how you know how to order and penetrate places by bringing your gifts. You know the queen of Sheba was traveling to see Solomon. She didn't just go to see Solomon who was richer than her without anything. Saying, oh, Solomon is richer than me. What do I need to give him? What did she do? She took gifts that she put on camels. They lined the gifts up and she traveled miles to go see Solomon and presented the gifts to him. And of course, what she came for, she saw. So here's what I'm saying. Nothing actually is just freely done even when it's done from the heart. Most times. So, God didn't give us Jesus and he used Jesus as an emotional blackmail against us. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't use Jesus to emotionally blackmail you by saying to you, 
Remember I gave you Jesus, so give me something. No, God is never like that with us. If I let's see that scripture, that's um, Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Praise the Lord. It says, he who did not spare his own son. Can you make it sharper, Uzo? It's too... He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also... You see the word freely there? How shall he not with him also what? Freely. Somebody say freely. Do you know that God is not... Um, God is not insecure when he gives you all the time and you give him nothing back in return. God doesn't feel bad about it. That you respond to what he does to you is from your own volition. That's what the Bible calls reasonable service. So therefore I present my bodies as a living sacrifice. Present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. If you read the Amplified Version, it says, in view of the mercies of God. So it is having seen the mercies of God that you do what you do. It is my observation of God's mercies that I reciprocate to do the things that I do. Praise God. So, God freely gives us all things. And he's not trying to clamp you with emotional blackmails. You know, trying to say to you, because I have given you this, you owe me this. God doesn't owe anybody. And he doesn't want you to feel like you owe him something. But you see, what you do, what you do to God has to be a response to what he has done for you. Praise the Lord. So that's the word freely. Now, um, I'm saying that because if you don't know, I hope this message makes sense to you. If you don't know that God has given to you freely all things, you won't be able to speak freely. Okay, i give you an example. You're owing somebody. You're owing somebody money. And the person is sharing money. And you happen to come to where the person is sharing money. This guy is distributing $100. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. Praise God. If I'm already there, it's just that I've not started. <laughs> This guy is sharing $100 to everybody. How much is $100 in Naira? 36K, right? So I brought like 100 bundles of... Sorry, I brought like a big bundle, two bundles of $100. Of $100 like. So that's like 200 pieces. And I'm just giving everybody one piece of $100. And then there is one guy who just walked into the, the hall. The guy is owing me $1,000. Do you think he will be able to freely collect what I'm giving him? Why? It's not a trick question. Answer me now. Hmm? Hmm? Because he has a sense of I'm owing you. Are you getting it? He has a sense of I'm owing, so I cannot, I cannot receive. Thank you. But you see, when the Bible here says that we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, say we speak very freely. It means that we know we're not owing God. That's why you speak very freely. Do you know that a man who is conscious of his sin, a man who is sin consciousness doesn't give you confident expectation? Can I say that again? Sin consciousness does not give you confident expectation. You can never have it. Shame, guilt, condemnation can never give you confident expectation. If you feel that way, 
you have to use the righteousness consciousness to wash yourself of that so that this year you would have somebody say confident expectation what precedes speaking expectation or the speaking I think it can go anyways right so when you speak you expect and when you expect you speak it can go anyways right if you don't have confident expectations your speaking will not be bold you must have confident expectations this year so that when you speak you are speaking as one who knows what to expect and you know that the expectations of the righteous shall not be what cut short so there are many things that can clog your confident expectations sin consciousness is one of them uh, secondly when you try to do things by your power by your own strength it will clog your confident expectations and when you think you're owing God it will it would it will clog your confident expectation I found out that many people who received from God mostly were those who were not spiritually mature hmm. what I just said to you is very deep when I was in med school there was one guy um, Ike do you know Dr. Ike he was staying with my no man yes you know him he was staying with me Dr. Ini Dr. Ayo were all in the house together Ike was not very Ike, cheers, in case you are listening to me from the U.S. Ike was not very spiritually inclined. Was, but later he became. Ike was not spiritually inclined as we were, as I was. But I realized that he just believed that God could do anything for him. And he would thank God for the one small thing God did for him. And anything he was praying for, he was always getting his answers. And sometimes we who felt that we were the spiritually matured ones were struggling in answered prayers. So let me tell you the secret. Um, I came that time knew that there was no other means to receiving from God other than trusting fully in God and not himself. Because he already knew that there was nothing in himself to trust. People like us were depending on our service to God, what we had done in IO. Lord, you know I have served you. You have I've done this in your name. People like us were putting our trust on our works. We got limited results. So I found out that most times people don't receive because they, they want to be shareholders in working their miracles with God. They want to be called miracle workers, in quote. If you know what I mean. You want to come positionally to do what has been done. Not knowing where to actually partner with God. So that's why many times most matured people in the body of Christ or in church have slow, very delayed testimonies. That's the reason why. Somebody who just walks in is a new convert, never heard of. Um, the things that we're doing but because he's just like I really want to know this your God like God I trust you and sometimes they're playing about it ah, God you be Baba oh, you know. but they mean it from their heart and God begins to prove to them that I really want to be your Baba but people like us you know we just take things for granted and we want to like do stuff 
for ourselves, by ourselves. Leave your sufficiency this year. Praise God. I'm telling you, leave your sufficiency this year. Because if you stay there, you would miss it. You would not even, in fact, you will struggle. You will be in the place of um, striving, toiling, and that's not the plan God has for you. Amen. So it says, since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation, uh, we speak very freely. Then what's the next one? Openly. Say openly. Say openly, everybody. Okay. So we speak openly. What does openly mean? It means that you speak without the fear of um, thinking that somebody who hears you will hinder what you've said. I've heard people say that before. Don't tell anybody I'm traveling. It's just between me and you. Because as I'm traveling to America now, nobody must know. Because if too many people know, I have a feeling that it affects how I get my visa. I've heard many people talk like that before. Say, oh, what if it doesn't come to pass and everybody has heard? No, speak openly. You know, Jesus declared boldly in the face of many witnesses. That's scripture. So if Jesus could speak boldly in the face of many witnesses, don't think that it is arrogance to speak openly. I will not suffer this year. And you are declaring it and you are saying it. Don't let your voice go demo. Because I've seen a lot of people, they start with so much conviction in the year. The middle of the year, they don't speak loudly again. No, you have to keep your passion up. Keep your conviction up. Keep talking. So help me preach to four people and tell them around you, keep talking, keep talking. Openly, openly, openly. Keep speaking, keep declaring, openly, openly. Praise the Lord. So learn how to speak openly this year. First of all, we say we speak freely, right? So say with me, I speak freely. Mm, I know we're not, we're not um, really in the mood, but get yourself in the mood, okay? So say with me, because even me, I'm getting myself in the mood to preach. So say with me, I speak, op- I speak, which one is first? I speak freely. So say I speak freely. Then what's the next one? I speak openly. Yeah, so speak freely and then speak openly. Don't hide your conversations. Don't. Do you know that when you are bold, when you're talking only to yourself and you can't talk in the face of other people, it's a sign of lack of faith. So you must learn how to speak openly. Speak openly. It's not arrogance. Let's see Psalms 90. Psalms chapter 90. By the way, there is no special preparation for message today, but I'm just talking to you. Psalms chapter 90, verse 1. Okay, let's go to verse... No, let's go to chapter 91. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we already know what secret place is, right? Yeah. What is secret place? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. King James English has a way of making these things look, sound spooky to you. Secret place is not that place in your room where you pray. I'm going into the secret place. <laughs> Have you heard believers talk like that before? I'm going into the secret place. As if to say that where you are now is... <laughs> It's an open place. <laughs> Say, I'm going into the secret place. I want to go into the secret place for three days. So after three days, you come out of the secret place. 
guy, no, 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 no. See, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Let me tell you what the secret place of the Most High is. The secret place of the Most High for we now is Christ. For our life is hid in Christ and Christ in God. That's your secret place. Not that part of the bed where you kneel down and pray. My secret place. With duvet on top. That's not secret place. Secret place is not that room you lock yourself and fast for four days. That's not secret place. Secret place. Say secret place. Secret place is the place where you are, where you dwell in Christ. All right, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under what? The shadow of the Almighty. Now go to chapter 90. Go back to chapter 90. Let me show you what secret place is. Even in the Old Testament, see what secret place was. It says, Lord, you have been what? So who is the dwelling place? Talk to me, somebody. Who is dwelling place there? No, what's written there? That's not everybody speaking now. Who is dwelling place? Lord. Lord. So even David, who was writing here, knew what secret place was. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Secret place is clear. Lord, you have been our dwelling place. So if in the Old Testament, secret place was Lord, in the New Testament, secret place is what? Lord. He who turns to the Lord, the veil is taken off, and that veil is taken off in Christ. So Jesus is your secret place. Amen. So back to chapter 91. Back to chapter 91. Now he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Say with me everybody, I am in Christ. My life is hid in Christ. And Christ in God. So anything that wants to touch you has to touch God first. Christ and then you. I wonder what can succeed in that trial combo that if anything touches God so how can anything succeed in touching God in the first place it's not even possible now so succeed in touching God then touch Christ inside of God then touch you inside of Christ it's not possible praise God so he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty then verse 2 I will say of the Lord now you see this word here I will say of the Lord is I will boldly speak of the Lord that's what I was trying to bring out to you I will boldly declare of the Lord that he is my refuge what's the premise for the bold declaration he who dwells in the secret place are you getting what I'm saying so that you dwell in the secret place is the reason why you boldly say of the Lord he is your refuge your fortress your God in him you will trust. Do you have another version of this? Let's see if there is um, I will say of the Lord he's my refuge. Try the NLT version. There's no much difference with this. Let's see if the NLT has anything for us. I will say of the Lord he's my refuge and fortress my God on him I lean and rely and in him I confidently trust. I needed something that would amplify bold saying, right? Anyways, but you all get the point, right? That you confidently speak. So let's go back to, um, where are we now? Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse, is it 12? Yeah, verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12. Amplified version. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12. 
Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. It says, since we have such a glorious hope, we such joyful and confident expectation, we speak very freely and openly, right? So you speak openly. You speak openly. You speak freely and then you speak openly. Then what's, what's the last one? It says, you speak what? Fearlessly. We're not afraid because what we say will come to pass. Praise the Lord. So we speak fearlessly. We speak freely, we speak openly, and then we speak fearlessly. Amen. That's very important for us to know. Um, let's see First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. Let's read it together. One to go. the foolishness of preaching to save what for those who believe <clears throat> hallelujah so the bible here says that through the foolishness of the message use the king james version through the foolishness of preaching that's the way the king james version puts it through the foolishness of preaching. That by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You know, someone was talking to me about um, speaking about things that, you know, she had talked about almost every year and nothing happened, no change, no difference. So I asked her, I'm like, are you going to pray about it in 2020? She's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, why? It's like, I've decided to lock my mind to protect myself because if I pray about it and it doesn't happen, it affects me because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I said to her, um, we must understand the foolishness of preaching because if you read that scripture there, it says by the foolishness of preaching. Why did it say by the foolishness of preaching? Why didn't it just say by preaching? Why did he add foolishness of preaching to it? He added foolishness of preaching because sometimes when you're talking, it doesn't make sense. That's why he adds foolishness of preaching. Um, I hope you know it doesn't make sense if you keep saying something and it's not happening the way you're saying it, but you keep on saying it. The next question people want to ask you is, are you dumb or are you daft? Are you all right? Why are you saying this? Um, but Jesus teaches us the fundamental way to deal with mountains, that you speak to the mountain. You know what a mountain is? I think, do we have a mountain in Nigeria? We don't have a mountain in Nigeria. Do we have a mountain? We don't have a mountain in Nigeria. So, very likely, most of us have never seen a mountain before. What we see is hills, rocks. Those are not mountains. If you've seen a mountain before, <laughs> mountain is not hill. It's not uh, Zumarok. That's not mountain. You know Zumarok, right? The one you see just along uh, Zuba, that has that has uh, eyes, nose, and uh, the structure of eyes, nose, and mouth on it. They scared us with that rock when we were small. 
Let me tell you what a mountain is. A mountain has a history of long-standing. Um, I, I wish I had the word now. Long-standing existence. Eh? Thank you. Establishment. A mountain is an establishment. So when you say mountain, because it doesn't take decades, few years for mountains to form. No, 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 no. Mountains are long-standing establishments and existence of a structure. So Jesus says how you deal with mountain is by talking. So he says if you speak to this mountain, be thou removed into the sea. He says it will be moved into the sea. Do you know how to talk to mountains? This is what happens when you talk to mountains. And I will relate it with foolishness of preaching. When you talk to a mountain, at first it doesn't move many times. It stares at you in the face. You have to get used to not seeing the mountain shift and still talk. That's what makes it foolishness of preaching. Does that make sense to you? You know, Jesus was used to speaking and not seeing things change in front of him when he spoke. He was used to it, so he wasn't, he wasn't carried away by results. Jesus was not a result guy, that if I don't see results, it means my faith is not there. No, 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 no. When he spoke to that tree, hunger was beating Jesus. Saw the tree, and he saw only leaves approached it, no fruit. The Bible says that he crossed the tree. When he did, the moment he spoke to that tree, the tree began to dry up from the roots. But mind you, when the tree begins to dry up from the roots, it doesn't reflect in the leaves immediately. That's magic. And Jesus is not a magician. Miracles are not magic. Talk to me somebody. They are not now. So, another account, I'm not sure if it's the look the Luke account, I think it's the Luke or the Mark account that says it was the next day when they were walking that they saw that the leaves had withered. But one of the other accounts, I think it's Matthew. Matthew is the very, Matthew is, 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 the, is the one who doesn't give thorough accounts to things. He just says things. He's very impulsive. Matthew is very impulsive. Uh, Matthew would tell you stuff like this, that um, uh, on the mountain of transfiguration, there appeared Jesus with Moses and Elijah, and his garment was white, and he was shining. But it's when you read Luke, who is the doctor, the one who is very meticulous, that now tells you that it was while he was praying that that thing happened. It didn't just happen like that. Even in um, uh, the baptism of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus, you hear Matthew say stuff like this, that the Spirit of God descended on Jesus like a dove, or in the fashion of a dove. But Luke puts it this way, that while Jesus was praying, as he was coming out of the water, that was when the Spirit came. So you see that there were extra informations to Luke's account. So in Luke's account, it was the second day Jesus was passing by, or so either Luke or Mark, I'm not sure, that they saw that it... Uh, the tree had withered away. But Matthew said immediately he dried up. It can't be immediately. But as Jesus spoke, from the root it began to dry up. 
And here is the point. The point is you must get used to always speaking and not see things change, but keep talking. Because if you don't know how to do that, it, it means that you don't know how to speak to mountains. Learn how to speak to mountains this year. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Learn how to talk to mountains. Because if you talk to mountains, um, sometimes... You yourself will know that you've talked to a mountain. There's a story of a boy who um, the father told him to keep punching a wall. That if he punches the wall, the wall will come down. The father knew that the boy would never punch the wall. He knew. Never punch the wall to the ground. He knew. So the boy kept punching the wall, exercising and doing that every day. And um, Five years passed, the wall didn't go down. So he went back to the father and said, why did you ask me to punch this wall when you know that this wall won't come down? So the father said to the boy, show me your muscle. And the boy did like this. The boy was built by punching the wall. So he said, I never intended for the wall to fall. I wanted to build you. So he says, why didn't you just tell me I'd have gone to the gym? (laughs) Praise God. But many times when you speak to mountains, you would know you're speaking to a mountain. You know you're speaking to establishment. But how do we persist when you're dealing with establishment? Keep talking. So look at your neighbor and say, keep talking. Let me tell you what foolishness of preaching is. Foolishness of preaching is that your faith supersedes ridicule. That's foolishness of preaching. That your faith supersedes what? Ridicule. That's foolishness of preaching. That you say things and it doesn't make sense. I like Jesus. Jesus was very eccentric. When he was talking many times, he would speak and he would say things that are very ambiguous and it took understanding for you to know what he's saying. Jesus would say stuff like this. He's passing by and he sees a temple. He says, destroy this temple in three days and I'll build it back. Jesus. So why are you saying that? Destroy this temple. Well, he's speaking concerning himself. But he knew that he needed to speak. If Jesus would speak freely, openly, fearlessly, that's what you should do. So be that kind of talker this year. A free talker, open talker, fearless talker this year. Why? Because we have such confident expectation. Knowing that he who has promised is faithful to bring it to pass. If Jesus will speak and the scribes will hear him and challenge him, why do you say this? The Pharisees will hear him and challenge him. Why do you say this? You must learn to speak. Anybody who challenges you because of what you say, just know that it's the person's problem. It's not your problem. You just learn how to talk. Praise God. doesn't feel like I'm in TSP this evening. Hmm? Am I in TSP this evening? The only thing that makes me know, if some people are just looking at me like this, <laughs> the only thing that makes me know I'm here is because I recognize all your faces. Praise God. But I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Be a free talker this year. Be a free talker this year. Speak to mountains, establishments, things that have had long-standing history in your life. Talk about them. So I told that lady, I said, look, learn how to speak and don't hold back this year. Just because you spoke last year, it didn't happen. You spoke 2014. And don't, please don't think you know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm talking about. A lot of people say, oh, what was Pastor Phil trying? Who, 
should Pastor Phil have been talking about? It's not your business. I'm preaching a message. Take the one that concerns you. Amen. Mm. You know. Say this with me. I will speak to mountains. And how do you speak to mountains? Freely, openly, fearlessly. That's how you speak. And you will challenge long-standing histories in your life. You speak freely, openly, and fearlessly. Without any sense of fear, without any sense of restriction, without any sense of, um, I don't want the wrong ears to hear me. The wrong ears, even if they hear. Somebody was giving a testimony. And uh, the testimony was, Oh, praise the Lord. Now what for you? You can't even play along. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I was in my office one day. And there was one. Hmm, <laughs> there was a charm. That charm was on the door. And as I was walking. The person who said the charm. Intended that as you walk past the door. Your hand will touch the charm. So that my seat, another will take. But that devil is a liar, church. Play back now. As I was walking towards the door, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw the charm. <laughs> I now said, Satan, you are a liar. <laughs> Satan, you are a liar. Church, that's how I reported. The person who put the charm there was found out. Sat the next day. Praise the Lord. Do you know that's the way it is? Okay, what you do now? That's exactly how it is. There's somebody else in the congregation who says praise the Lord for the person who is giving testimony. It's true. That's the use like. <laughs> so. So, and, and that's what they call, that's testimony. Let me tell you what the real testimony is. The real testimony is that you touch it. You know. Nothing happens to you. That's the testimony. Why? Because you speak freely, openly, and fearlessly. It says you will drink deadly things. It will not touch you. My father one day was telling me of a story. He was in the village. I was about two years old back then this is about <laughs> so in that story <laughs> in that story he was telling me how he went to the village my mom was there as he was before you know it at about 12 1 you are in a room all by yourself but it's as if 20 people are in the room with you manipulations eh? You know, the question was asked one day, can the believer be under spiritual, generational curses or spiritual attack? Under, under, under. The word is under there. So it's both yes and no. You cannot be under because you are no longer in that covenant. Yeah. But because of your ignorance, you can suffer. Not under, but you can suffer because you don't know who you are in Christ. So my father said the next day he woke up in the morning. Of 
course, we were not happy for his marriage. He just got married to my mom. Uh, uh, she's not Yoruba. So they were wondering why he married somebody who is not Yoruba. Um, he wanted to wear his shoe early in the morning. The Spirit of God said, stop. Check that shoe. As he was just putting his leg inside the shoe, he just reached out and pulled out a charm. You know what he did? He put it inside his pocket and went. Somebody say level. Yes. So my father became the charm for the charm. Do you know that when it comes to you and when it comes to you and the devil, Satan is not the enemy. You are the enemy. Do you know what an enemy is? An enemy is the one who is greater. Right? And oppresses. By every right and standard, you are the one who should be the one oppressing. So, you are the enemy to say that when he sees you, he should run. Not the other way around. Oh, my enemy is coming. Ah, come on. You have a better understanding. So, the conversation is that you speak what very freely openly and what and fearlessly glory to God fearlessly so this year you must speak fearlessly so that's what ridicule I mean that's what the foolishness of preaching would do I want to see where you begin to talk all the things that you know God has said about you talk them I was telling Pastor Shola yesterday that um, speaking is not what we do but speaking is how we do what we do because what we it's just like it's just like um, I send you to go fetch water and you have to turn the knob when you turn the knob right water drops and fills your can and I asked you when you got back what did you do you now told me you went to turn the knob what did you actually go to do you went to drink water or you went to fetch water. That's what you went to do. But speaking is like turning the knob. Water is the work. So speaking is how you do what you do. Just know that in the kingdom, what you do is voice activated. So anybody who doesn't understand the place of speaking may not see much this year. So you must be a talker. This year. Glory to God. You must be a what? A talker this year. You must speak. You must speak. And when you speak, you speak what? Freely, openly, and fearlessly. Glory to God. Have you been blessed this night? So I'm going to give us a few minutes and we're going to speak freely, openly, and fearlessly. We'll declare everything that we know God has proposed and promised us to have and to receive. Hallelujah. Um, map out strategically areas of your life where you need to speak and you need to declare you need to say things that you want to see and begin to talk about them I gave us five areas of our lives where we have to pay attention to family your career, your spiritual life your personal life and your and your what? and your finances 
So these five areas of your life, speak freely, openly, and fearlessly. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. In 2020, we shall see good days. In 2020, the lines have fallen onto me in pleasant places. I have no reason to beg for money in 2020. I have no reason to, to have need for anything in 2020. I have no reason to be in lack and want in 2020. I will I would give to nations. I will give to the poor. I will give to my church. I will bless my family with money because of the abundance that I have in 2020. I speak to my ministry. My ministry will grow in 2020. We would count our hundreds in 2020. Our 300s, our 400s, our 500s. We will count it. We will increase, we will expand on every side in 2020. I have the record of winning souls in 2020. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.